Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're enjoying the podcast and finding valuable information from it. Now, I do have a quick ask of you, and that would be to make sure to follow me on all social media platforms like Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, which is at Kyle C. Wilson Official, and on Twitter, which is the Kyle C. Wilson. And if you could help me do that, that would continue to help reinforce the ideas that I want to continue producing content specifically made for you guys to help educate you. And as always, you know I'm there to help as I have $23,195 worth of content available for free through my YouTube channel that will answer and help a lot of the problems that you're going through, or at least your child's going through. So if you haven't found that yet, go to the YouTube channel, Kyle C. Wilson Official. And without further ado, let's get back into the episode. We're going to have a special guest join momentarily. Oh, he's already in. Oh, my man. Here he is. Shit. I owe you an apologies, bro. I'm sorry. Oh, why? Because I, I didn't I didn't reach back out to you to be like, hey, can I post this stuff? That's my that's my bad. Oh, hey, good. Hey, good. How are you? Uh, living the dream, bro. How's your trip? Where are you at? Connecticut? Where? Mississippi. Mississippi. Even better. So yeah, let me uh, let me give you an introduction first because we got a bunch of people in here, so they need to know what's going on. So, guys, just to let you know, this is one of the best, if not the best, college coaches in the business. His name is uh, Coach Safe Al-Safir. He coaches at Dalton State College um, and is an absolute beast of a coach. So um, we wanted to come on and kind of share some details about what it's like to play at the next level. Um, and he's got a lot more experience at the college game than I do in terms of being a coach. So, um, you know, is there any, any introduction you want to throw in there before we kind of – you know, you kind of talk about it. Oh, just that. Uh, yeah, known, known Kyle. First of all, he's way too kind. Can you can you hear me clear? Is that okay? I can. No, okay. I can. I can. I'm just outside, so there's a lot of noise going on. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah. No worries. So yeah, he's he's way too kind. But uh, yeah, I've known Kyle for years, and uh, started back when I was down in Tampa uh, at a uh, small private school down there, and uh, have been at Dalton State for this is our this is my fifth season now at Dalton State. So. Yeah, but known him for many years. He's doing a great job. Appreciate his uh, disposition on uh, trying to uh, develop players and, and share his passion in the games. So I'm just happy to uh, to know you and happy to to be useful. That's true. Yeah, and you know, not many people are willing to do what you do in terms of like helping educate what it actually looks like. So, and it's funny because you and me were talking uh, on text. And I'm like, you know, people don't get what it's really like to play at the le- to play at the next level it's the argument i have every single day with parents and people that think they know and they don't know and like for example the the post that we that i shared that you were talking about you know the dribbling aspect and you know people are like oh you're taking away kids freedom to dribble no it's not about taking away kids freedom to dribble but there's a time and a place obviously and and uh hey there we go you got a college coach on live that's funny but um yeah, so if you could kind of expand on it, like, if you don't mind, just touching base, what next level looks like, what the games look like, the environment looks like, your environment would be great, and just kind of share and harp on, like, what it really looks like, because people don't know and they don't get it. Sorry, deals away stuff. Um, so the, sorry, the question one more time. Like, that video that I posted about you yeah. talking about dribbling, dribbling and, you know, you're going to get cracked and they take the ball, it's impressive. Like, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, then you're telling people they can't dribble. No, there's a time and a place to dribble. Just, the sound bite was if you dribble or over dribble, you dribble in the wrong spot, you're going to get cracked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I think, uh, you know, people are excited and uh, it's good to have uh, the interaction, you know, 
fr frankly, irregardless of what the comments are, whether they're positive or negative, I think it's good that uh, that people care and that people are willing to interact with content. But obviously, yeah, soundbite. I think the I think the point, point that you made in the in your text was something about over dribbling, and and I think that's the point, right? Is that uh, if you're if you're over dribbling, and what might be a description of that might be uh, trying to use your feet to get out of a situation where maybe you should be using your brain. So uh, I, I think it's less about maybe teaching people not to dribble, and maybe it's more about like, hey, is, use, use your brain to, to make the right decision. So ultimately what I would say is that it's about critical thinking. Uh, and I think, that, you know, obviously the ball moves faster than anybody can move itself. Uh, so what can you do with your brain? And certainly your brain fires a lot faster than uh, your feet will. So what can you do with your brain? And is this a, a correct moment to, to be dribbling uh, or is it not? Uh, and, and these are the types of decisions that people need to make. So when they're arbitrarily dribbling, it's less about the dribbling and it's more about the lack of critical thinking of why they're dribbling. And that explanation obviously is lost on people in the comments because they're only getting a, uh, you know, they're getting a 10 second Micro sound clip something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but it's good. It's good to see that people care and that they want to interact with content. I love that. And, uh, you know, the other side of that about, uh, about players uh, tackling, yeah, I mean, listen, we're, you know, we're talking about the context of, uh, of college soccer. So we could talk about, uh, we could talk about semi-professional soccer. We could talk about professional soccer. And I'm, I'm fine to discuss all that. But in the context of the clip, we're talking about college soccer. And it's a very intense game. And, uh, you know, when you're playing at the youth levels, you're often playing against people your age or within a, a year of you, uh, or maybe even a year and a half. And when you get to the college game, you could be playing against someone not just four years older than you, not just a freshman versus a senior. But if you're in the NCAA Division II arena or you're in the NAI arena, you are almost most certainly playing against a 24, 25, 26-year-old international. Right. Uh, and, and the intensity is very different to what is probably happening uh, on those fields behind you often. I can guarantee you it's not probably, it's guaranteed. <laughs> it's funny, man, because I remember when I came up and I visited your program with my brother last August, I'm like, dude, it's just like, and I, and I always have this argument with people, I'm like, you know, the, the problem that we have is we're not setting the expectation in youth soccer to what they need to do to get to your level, which is why, and I'm not, I'm not saying this is just about your program, but like, for example, UCF, I went in and we had a bunch of our players go play with UCF, not with, but against UCF. The entire starting 11 is international. And the question always becomes, if you know that they have higher level players, more experienced players, why would you not go get them? And it's just, it just makes more sense because the youth level's not preparing kids for what it looks like. I know it didn't prepare me. And uh, to your point, I only ever played my age group. So, except I didn't play up two years for two years and I was like 12 to 14. And then after that, it was my age group. So it, it does not do a good job of setting the tone of what it really looks like. And, and I would really love for you to kind of expand on what the environment at your college looks like? What does that look like on a day-to-day -day basis? Yeah, I mean, the, the environment here, I mean, ultimately it's all about the, uh, there's the one clip that, that you played that talked about, you know, the disposition of the first and trying to be the best that they can get everything that they do. Right. And I would suggest that, that that's really what we're after. And that's the environment that we're trying to emulate at Dalton State is, hey, can we be our best? Uh, can right. we be our best in the classroom? Can we be our best on the pitch? Can we be our best in the locker room? What about in the community? Uh, what about in your dorm room? You know, what, whatever it is that you're doing, can you be your best? And that's the type of standard that we're trying to hit. And not that we always achieve that mark. Uh, you know, we make mistakes often as, as people, but that's the mark that we're trying to hit. And I think yeah. that anybody that uh, is serious about doing anything should try and hit that mark. And if they're not, then I think a reasonable question would be, what are we actually doing if we're not trying to be the best that we can be? Right. And not so much about the best uh, in the country or 
you know, whether whether you're the best coach or whether you're the best player or whatever, are, are you the best that you can be? Right. So forget the people around you. Uh, what is your potential? What are your abilities? And can you tap into them? And can you expand on them? And that's really what we're looking for at Dalton State is people that have that type of mindset that they just want to be the best that they can be. Uh, and that's what it should be. I mean, that's – but that, that doesn't happen at the youth level. Can you Can you quickly highlight, like – because a lot of people want to know this or they think, for example, like I deal with this on a day-to-day basis. I wish I was kidding. Everybody thinks that they're going top D1 first. And then two, they all think they're getting a full-ride athletic scholarship. Can you kind of break down, again, from your perspective, how, how likely is it that maybe, I don't want to say D1, but like, you know, how, how, how many kids do you look at? How many of them on your roster get a scholarship or how many scholarships do you have? Do any of them have full rides? If you don't mind disclosing that, but don't, if you, if you can, it's okay. But just kind of like give the process of what it actually looks like from that aspect, if you don't mind. Yeah, I, you know the the recruiting landscape is is a is a wide variety of all kinds of things. So I, I think that the I'll try and speak in generalities because yeah. there's so many different there's so many different levels there are so many different schools there are so many different uh, expectations. Uh, there, there's all kinds of different things. So. I mean, what I, what I would really say is that people need to have the expectation of, of really just kind of what I outlined. What is it that, that I do? And can I be the best at what I do? And then what is it that you're looking for? Because the reality is, is that D1 might be the right fit for you, but it might not be. Uh, NAI might be the right fit for you. It might not be. There, there's, there's all kinds of different questions that you have to answer about these things. And uh, I think for us, we're always looking to several things together. And people in their mind, they, they're, they're, not, they're not usually having a more nuanced conversation uh, about things like this uh, or about things in general. And I think that they need to get in their, in their minds that we need to be nuanced about our approach. And I'll give you an example just so we're not talking uh, just in generalities. So if, I, if we're looking at a player, and let's say that this particular player is American. So this particular player is American, so they might have access to, to funds uh, academically. So they might have access to the uh, to funds through the state that they live in. So Florida might have a, a grant, right? They might have a grant there, like Florida Bright Futures, that yeah. might give them uh, status academically. Uh, in Georgia, we have the Georgia Hope Scholarship. So that's one aspect. Well, then, if you continue on the academic aspect, that institution might have money available. For hey, guys, I absolutely love that you're checking out and listening to the podcast. And I only have one ask quickly, and that would be, if you could please share this podcast with somebody else that you maybe know that is going through the system or struggling to navigate it from the youth soccer perspective. And that would mean the absolute world to me because, as you know, I don't sell anything through the podcast and I don't have any sponsorships. And the more people that I can help, that is my overall objective. So I would absolutely love if you could share this with somebody. Take the five seconds to do so by sending it through social media or WhatsApp or whatever way that you like to share content. And I will make sure that I continue to deliver valuable and insightful content for you.